It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who wins. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! IO! Welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Boggs. That man over there is the wild man himself, Chris Wilds. Welcome in. Welcome back, everybody. We're glad to have each and every single one of you here tonight. And a very happy, special Mother's Day to all of you mothers out there who are watching this or will watch this later on. Uh, Usually, my mom and dad chime in and watch on their television through the amazing technology of YouTube on TV. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I hope you had a great day today. Julie Justice Linehan says, hello and many blessings. Hello to you, Julie. Thank you very much. Old faithful Larry Daniels is back in tonight. Greetings from Central Florida, everybody. Larry, it's good to have you tonight. And uh, and all of you who are watching right now, let us know where you're watching from. We want to know where all of you are chiming in from tonight. We want you to uh, be invited to take part in our discussions tonight. We got many great discussions. We had a tremendous guest lined up. Unfortunately, he had surgery, and he's unable to be with us, but he's rescheduling for next week, crossing our fingers Big-time guest next week, Cornelius Green, is going to be here on the OHIO podcast. We had him lined up for tonight. He had surgery. He asked to bump it back one week. And, of course, who's going to tell Corny Green no, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Julie says she's from uh, watching from Columbus, Ohio. Very good. From C-Bus. Thank you very much, Julie. All right, um, Mark Swick is in the house. He's watching from Selena. Mark, welcome in tonight, buddy. Good to have you with us tonight. So, Chris, let's dive right into tonight's first discussion. And again, we want to invite all of you who are watching to participate in tonight's discussion as well. Chris, the 2023 season, we're going to start previewing it. We're turning the page from 2022. We've done a lot of of talking about the past season. Uh, We've had some fun discussions that were not necessarily from last season or this upcoming season. But June is almost here. We're going to start previewing the Big Ten, our opponents, what to look for in this team this upcoming year. And the first position we want to talk about tonight in the Big Ten is the quarterbacks. Now, Chris, the quarterback play in the Big Ten over the past several years been pretty doggone good. 
Don't look 20, for that, Eric. 2023 might be a little bit of a different story, I'm, I'm guessing yeah. here, from the research I've done. So, Chris, here's how we're going to do this tonight. I'm going to let you do your top 10. We'll go from 10 down to 1. I didn't make a top 10 list. I kind of have it in my head. I'm here to argue with you tonight, see if there's anything we can disagree on. You and I are pretty in step with one another when we do these lists. So I've purposely not done one tonight. That way, that way, uh, tonight, maybe we can have a little bit better of a discussion. So, all right, Chris, start with number 10. Let's work our way down and let's see where any, if any, or how many Ohio State quarterbacks make your top 10 list. Well, Eric, I don't know how many. How many fans I'm going to have after tonight, but let's dive into the train wreck that is the Big Ten quarterbacks here. So we're just going to do the top ten of these folks, and we are going to start, I think, number ten with Brendan Sullivan, a kid from New, uh, from Northwestern, rather. I really like the kid's game. He's tough, very efficient in limited action last season. Lost, uh, you know, He lost all of his starts, but what's the likelihood that Patty Fitz is going to have three crap seasons in a row, Eric? Just doesn't happen that often. Not often. So Sullivan's efficient, completing about 74% of his passes. Didn't average a lot of yards per game, but let's face it, last season Northwestern's offense was dog crap at best. So I feel he's got a lot of potential there. I've got him in at number 10. All right. So I believe this is the quarterback. I think he's from the state of Michigan originally is where he played high school ball in. This is Jason Monk's boy. Jason, who uh, is one, uh, uh, someone who's done podcasting with us, uh, a listener of ours and and a fan of ours and someone who participates on Facebook and things and the discussions. He's, he has been tooting that boy's horn for many, many years. And he said Northwestern would play better with him in the lineup, and he was right. They did play better. They maybe scored an extra field goal a game, which was more than what they were scoring before he took over. However, at number 10, I'm not going to argue with you there. Um, I just don't know what Northwestern's got in the tank, man. So, Well, like I said, I'm betting a little bit on Patty Fitz and – yeah, putting a little bit of faith in Monk there at number 10 as well. So number nine, you know, this is where we see some a position I don't think. And as I said, I'm ranking what I believe to be the starting quarterbacks, Eric. Now, typically, I think we would see Dexter Williams, the second at Indiana as the starting quarterback. He had that bad knee injury last season. I don't think he's going to start the season at quarterback. I've got Taven Jackson, the transfer from Tennessee. Uh, you know, he was a highly touted recruit going into Tennessee. Did not see a lot of action, obviously, there with him and Hooker there. Completed three of his four passes attempted at Tennessee. Has some athleticism. He's going to need that to survive in Bloomington, I'm telling you. Uh, but I've got him in at number nine. Can you really put someone in the top ten when they're going to be with playing for the worst team in the Big Ten? Yes. How? Do you, do you think elevate that offense enough? to not be the worst team in the Big Ten? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm looking at the other – now, again, if I were putting second-string guys in here, I would probably have someone else who's a second-string. But I look at the starting situation around the Big Ten, and it's so bad that I think he's a top-ten starter. Uh 
I'm going to disagree with you now and say he's not, but I I will leave room for you to convince me that he can be. Um, let's see how he elevates Indiana. That we're going to get a firsthand uh, experience week one. Yes. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if he's got anything, any explosiveness there, anything uh, the, to surprise our defense with uh, in that first game. All right, who's number eight on your list? For me, number eight, uh, I've got Jeff Sims, the guy who's coming to Nebraska to keep the seat warm for Dylan Rayola. I mean, let's call it what it is. Uh, he's an experienced quarterback, played three seasons at Georgia Tech. Not a real efficient guy, only completing about 57.5% of the passes. He's got a 30 to 23 TD to interception ratio, which leaves a lot to be desired. He is a legitimate dual threat, though. He is athletic, can make plays with his legs, ran for 1,152 yards and 11 touchdowns with Georgia Tech. So he lacks consistency. Nebraska may not be the best situation for him to try to correct that part of the situation, especially given all the uh, changes there. But you know what? I've got faith in Matt Rule as a coach to get the most out of this kid, so I've got him in at number eight. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. You know, I that could be a situation where they have dual quarterbacks happening here uh, under Matt Rule. I think he's willing to kind of throw things out there and see what sticks. First year back, he's got some leeway. They've given him some grace. They're they're not expecting him to compete for the West this year. Um, can he get them to a bowl game? Which quarterback's going to give me the best chance to win six games? And if he's the guy, if Sims is the guy, then he probably is going to be a top 10 quarterback in the Big Ten. Is he going to be top five? I doubt it. Um, I don't see I don't see uh, what I've seen there is not going to, I think, elevate him into the top five. But is it good enough to get them six wins on their season? Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. All right. Number what? Uh, seven. I think we're on number seven. seven. Yeah. Seven. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of love given to this kid, but I, I don't have a lot of love for him, but I don't have a lot of hate for him either, Eric. And that's Drew Aller. Uh, I've got Aller in at seven based on his potential. We saw some flashes that he showed in limited action last year. He does have a strong arm, good size, seems fairly proficient in reading and understanding defenses, high ceiling. I think we're going to see a pretty good Penn State team this year, uh, and I think he's going to make a little bit of noise this season. But I haven't seen enough out of out of him to bring him any higher than seven. So, yeah, so this is interesting because there's a lot of national love for Drew Aller. He's an Ohio kid, yep. was the top quarterback in he's the state of Ohio. Right. Yep. We shunned him. He goes east to uh, Pennsylvania, decides to go to Penn State. He immediately is elevated as the next starting quarterback when he was there last year as a freshman, and he's getting a lot of love. There's a lot of experts who, in their quarterback rankings, have him ahead of McCord, and I don't understand that one bit. I know he was good in high school. I know he was highly recruited, got a lot of stars, but... Let's back the train up. Our friend Ryan All over at guys were good in high school, Eric. Yeah, our friend Ryan over at Scarlet and Game thinks that Penn State's just an overrated program, and I, I'm. It's hard for me to argue against that. Yeah. When was the last time Penn State really? I mean, they they've got up, snuck up, and got us once. Yeah. But once in how many years, right? I mean, it's and then they're going to have to beat us in our house this year. I just don't see that happening. Um. Can they take down 
the team up north in their home and their home field on their home field and what'll be a, you know a whiteout their their numbers and whiteouts aren't that great actually no I know our friend Kevin Egan would probably disagree with us on this, but I'm with you. I think he's overrated. I really do. He's young. Yes. He's he's young. He's got a little experience. Yes, I know he was he's got a high star kid, but let's see how he does first. When was the last time a Penn State quarterback really you were terrified of? You were really scared of? Maybe Kerry Collins? It's been a while. Okay. Yeah. Good point. It has been a long time. Let's see how this goes. Let's just not crown him a top five quarterback like all the national media is right now in the Big Ten. I'm with you. Good good on you, Chris. Who's next? Number six. Number six. Uh, let's go over to Purdue and talk a little bit about Hudson Card. Uh, Card has a lot of potential. Again, lacks consistency, though. Three seasons in Texas, he did average 65.5% completion rating, which is very respectable. Uh, his best was last season when he saw the most playing time on the field. He was 69.4%, had 11 touchdowns and only two, t- uh, two interceptions, saw flashes. Uh, but there's still a lot of questions surrounding this guy. I mean, obviously, uh, there's some reason that he lost out to Quinn Ewers, right? I mean, so uh, I think he's got some potential. I've got him in at six. I don't think he's a top five guy right now. Chris, let's talk about a little bit about Ryan Walters and the change that's going to happen over at Purdue. We don't know how this is going to affect their offense. They've been a very pass-happy offense for a couple decades now, going all the way back to the 90s. And they were really the first Big Ten team to open it up and go four wide. They were the first. And they had to to, in order to compete with the powerhouses in the Big Ten. That's how they've done it. And they've done a great job of it. If there's one school that's been a thorn in our side more than any other, it's it's the Boilermakers, right? I mean, I still have nightmares of that that Saturday night game where it was – I think they just scored again. Where Cardell's arm about fell off there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, seventy pass attempts, I think it was. It was. Uh, it was not Cardale. Or not Cardale. It, it was uh, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Yeah, it was a record-breaking night for Ohio 70, State in passing pass. yards, and we still lost. Yeah, it was terrible. But my point is this: Let's see how this offense changes. I think six might be a little too high here. Now, if it's the same offense, I agree with you. If they're going to be pass happy, I agree with you. But let's see what kind of offense Walters brings to the table now that they've got a little bit of a different leadership there. All right, we're ready for the top five. Go for it, my friend. Well, I'll tell you, one of our old friends is in at top five, and I think that he's going to do well basically because of his landing spot, and that's Cade McNamara at Iowa. Uh, You know, the former team up north quarterback, he led him to a win over the Buckeyes, led him to a Big Ten title only two seasons ago. I think he's a huge overgrade, upgrade over anything we've seen at Iowa recently at the starting quarterback position. Uh, I think he gives Iowa, Iowa a legitimate shot to contend in the West. I, I, you know, He's very efficient, 63.1% uh, completion rating, not bad. 3-1 to one TD to interception radio, ratio. That's not bad either. That's his career numbers. Uh, you know, It's a run-first offense, defense-driven team. And I think McNamara is going to be asked to be efficient and manage games, which is a role that I think fits his skill set very well. So I've got him in at number five. Who's the offensive coordinator there? I don't even like to talk about the offensive coordinator there. I'm sorry, man. You could have Peyton Manning, the quarterback at Iowa. I don't know these top five. I mean, that offense is so inept, Chris. 
Again, it's if I was so the, bad. If I was putting second string guys in here, we would probably see the backup from several teams in here before some of these guys I've had in the bottom half of the top ten. I'm not going to lie to you. I, Again, you know what? My stepson, who is you know, could take a Madden playbook and go call an offense better than what Kirk Farron's son does, the offensive coordinator. Well, I, I don't doubt that. But again, I think that this is a perfect landing spot for him because of what he's going to be asked to do at Iowa. Let us know in the comments. Is Cade McNamara a top five quarterback in the Big Ten in Iowa? Well, I want to hear what you all think right now. I, I say no. Top five starting quarterback based on what we have in the conference right now. Top five starting quarterback in the conference right now. Do you think Cade McNamara at Iowa, at Iowa, is a top five? If he's a if he's a top five quarterback in this conference right now, we bad. Big Ten, bad. Ryan Wickerham says no. <laughs> let's see if anybody's going to come to your defense on this one, Chris. Let's go to number four while they put comments in the comment section. I, I really don't want to because the hate's going to come at me very fast right now, Eric. Uh-oh. Number four, I've got Kyle McCord. Uh-oh. Uh, this is, and honestly, based on what I saw at the spring game and what I've seen in the past, this is more about the weapons around him than it is McCord. Uh, you know, McCord had a pedestrian string ga spring game. Uh, you know, come the season opener, he's going to have the best skill players in the nation around him. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that right now. And that's going to elevate his game. And honestly, he should be a number one. But based on what I've seen so far, I can't put him up that high, Eric. I just can't. Uh, without a doubt, he has two of the top five receivers in the nation, including the best player in all of college football. You know, he's got... What, if healthy, is probably the best running back room top to bottom in the nation. And he's got great tight ends. The question of how successful McCord's going to be is going to be an issue with that offensive line. Um, in McCord's only start last season, he did throw for 13 of 18, 319 yards, two touchdowns. But let's not get too excited. It was against Akron. You may be able to go out there and duplicate those numbers against Akron, Eric. Um, Can I mention something about Akron real fast? Go ahead. So my wife's nephew, so my nephew through marriage, um, he is going to be a senior next year here at Delaware Hayes High School, offensive tackle, being recruited by Akron. Hey, D1, baby. It's D1. I mean, I, I'm not going to take anything away from it. It's D1. But my wife, my wife's, my wife's an alum, so she's pull, she's hoping he goes to Akron. I'm, I'm hoping that the Toledo visit goes well, if you know what I mean. Oh wow. <laughs> But, but yeah, you know, I, I want to rank McCord higher, but I've got to see something to show it to me. If McCord ends up at the end of the season being the fourth best quarterback in the Big Ten, something went seriously wrong. You're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I'm not going to argue with you that he's number four now. Okay. He's got one start under his belt. He was a backup who got in at the end of games to hand the football off, yep. which is something I've complained for the last three years about Ryan Day yep. not preparing the backups by, by running the full playbook offense in the fourth quarter. It's not your job, Ryan, to be nice at the end of the game. That that Those days are long gone. It's all about style points and getting your team ready and prepared moving forward. And unfortunately, we are in the same boat we were in 
two years ago when C.J. Stroud took over the helm and had thrown zero passes as a collegiate quarterback going into that first game at Minnesota on the road. He had some growing pains to start off the season. I fully expect McCord to have some growing pains to start off the season. Agreed. And just like we go on the road in uh, at Minnesota two years ago, we're going on the road in Bloomington, Indiana uh, again this year. Let's see how this goes. Then we have some, some cupcakes before we go on the road again uh, up to Notre Dame to take on the Fighting Irish. And we will talk about Notre Dame here shortly. we got a great video to show all of you all in the second part but, of the but show. But let me say this, Eric. If I were ranking the top two quarterbacks, or, mm-hmm. or if I was ranking, I shouldn't say the top two. If I was ranking the quarterbacks, including backups, I think Devin Brown would have made the top five because that's how little faith I have in the rest of the Big Ten. He would be starting in any other program in the Big Ten except for the I w- I, He'd be in the top ten for me. I wouldn't have him in the top five. But – yeah, I would have several backups actually, probably in the top ten, um, at least two. Um, so I'm I'm with you on that. All right, if Kyle McCord's number four, that means we have three quarterbacks coming into the season that you have ranked higher than Kyle McCord. Number three. Number three, you were talking about cupcakes. Let's let's talk about a guy who built his career on cupcakes, and that's that guy up north, and that's JJ McCarthy. Uh, you know, it, it's easy to say how proven J.J. McCarthy is based on the numbers. He led the uh, team up north to a conference title last season, beat a badly outcoached Ohio State team in, in Columbus last season. That being said, the road to Columbus was perhaps the easiest in the conference. And when he was faced with another quality opponent in TCU, he kind of folded under the pressure a little bit. Uh, you know, he showed some flashes, but... His numbers are, are fairly pedestrian when you really look at them overall, Eric. I mean, 208 completions, a 63.6 completion percentage, not bad, but not great. Only 2,719 yards as a starter with 22 touchdowns and five interceptions. Now, keep in mind, this is in Harbaugh's offense where he's not really being asked to win games, just more so not to lose games. But, I, I you know, I, I have to give him the nod. He's got more experience. He's got bigger wins than what Kyle McCord does, obviously, based on that experience time. And his numbers aren't terrible. So I went McCarthy at number three. All right. So the last time, the last memory I have of J.J. McCarthy is him throwing another pick six and his dad inappropriately touching his girlfriend on the Jumbotron, unfortunately. That's – look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. So J.J. McCarthy – is overrated overrated that i know he got the w on us that day i know he did that had more to do with poor defensive play on our part than it did jj mccarthy beating us so if we can go in there with a better defensive plan this year i think i think mccord can supplant him I absolutely do. Oh, I agree. Here's the thing. You go back to the recruiting wars four, three years ago. Ryan Day handpicked Kyle McCord over J.J. McCarthy. McCarthy wanted to be a Buckeye, and he chose McCord. McCarthy said, fine, I'm going to go to your rival. And so far, McCarthy has played his cards better. 
But let's see what happens now that these two finally can go head-to-head. He says, uh, Facebook users agree his success will go with uh, on how the O-line plays, but with the weapons he has talking about uh, McCord, they definitely will help him grow throughout the season until the O-line comes together. I like where Chris ranked him right now. So you've got you've got some help there. You got some agrees. Justin Bowman, he agrees with you. McCarthy is a good athlete, but is overrated as a QB. He agreed with me on that one. Number two, Chris. That's two of the top two Big Ten quarterbacks this year going into the season. So I'm going to surprise some people here. Uh, I've got a transfer guy coming in and is currently my number two uh, to start the conference season as well. And that's up in Wisconsin where Tanner Mordecai is coming in. Uh, you know, Tanner Mordecai spent three seasons backing up Heisman contenders and winners at Oklahoma under uh, Lincoln Riley. Mordecai transferred to SMU in 2021, and he's been tearing up the American Conference down there. He's passed for at least 3,500 yards each of the last two seasons, 66.4 completion percentage. 72 touchdowns versus 22 interceptions, something I feel that interception number might be a little high, but excuse me, I feel like in Fickle's offense and the way Fickle runs a game, I think that the experience of the quarterback, I think he's going to, it's going to be built for him to thrive. And I think Fickle is going to put him in a position to give this team a real shot at winning the Big Ten West this year. 3,500 yards passing, 33 touchdowns, which I think was eighth best in the nation last year. SMU is a pass-happy offense. They had a terrible defense. Uh, they they took the Ryan Day approach, let's just score more than the opponent, and that's how we're going to win. Uh, I think Wisconsin obviously is a much better, more sound defense than what he had at SMU, but he's also going to be going up against some very good defenses in the Big Ten that he did not have to face when he was at SMU. I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna be overwhelmed by that. He does have the experience as a backup at Oklahoma, like you said. So the the bright lights, the big stage is not gonna overwhelm him. Um I think Wisconsin is the team of the West. Mark it down. I think they win the West this year and and Luke Fickle's first year at the helm for the Badgers. I think he will be the Big Ten Coach of the Year in uh, 2023, which it's always given to the coach who kind of over-exceeds more than the expectations. It's not always given to the top coach as far as wins is concerned. So given that criteria... I'm with you. This is a top three guy in in the in the Big Ten. I don't know if I'd have him at number two, but that means who you have at number one is the same guy who I think is the best quarterback in the Big Ten this year. Chris, tell everybody about it. Yeah, I think we got to go to Maryland and go to Talia Tagovailoa. I mean, he's the most tenured quarterback in the Big Ten. He's Maryland's all-time leader in passing yards with 7,879 yards. Completions with 665. Completion percentage with a 67.4%. I think, you know, he leads in passing touchdowns, 300 yards passing games, total offense. Yeah, he had a slight down year by his standards last year, but, you know, he was still better than a lot of the quarterbacks out there. You know, he's, I think, the most accomplished and best quarterback to never win this conference. And he plays in arguably the toughest division in college football, being the Big Ten East. 
I think he's a tremendous talent, and I think right now, going into the season, he is the best quarterback in the Big Ten. All right, folks, put it down in the comment section. Do you agree with Chris? Is it Talia? Is he number one, the best Big Ten quarterback going into 2023 season? You have one vote for me, Chris. I agree with you. I am always impressed. I've always been impressed with Talia. He's a gamer. Um, he's got a little bit of Tua in him. He Things didn't work out for him in Alabama. I guarantee you right now, Nick Satan, Nick Satan wishes he had Talia as his quarterback right now. The quarterback situation in Tuscaloosa, Alabama right now is not good. And Talia would be the starter at Alabama if he would have stuck around. But he came to um, Maryland where they don't have a good defense. They've got a lot of offensive weapons. You saw some of them get drafted in the NFL draft this past year. Yeah. They just don't have a good defense. He will, I'm telling you, last year they had they had that team up north on the ropes. You and I, we, yes. we were listening to that game on our way to Pittsburgh. Um, we saw the highlights. They should have won that game. You know, I think well, two uh, years ago they took down uh, Penn State. Yes. Yep. They beat Penn State. I, I'm that's a that is a game. Circle it on your calendars. That's not going to be an easy game for the Buckeyes. We're going to have to outscore them. Now, a lot of it depends on his health. When he went down and got hurt, the team went down. Maryland did. Yes. So, you're getting a lot of agrees. So I it, again, this is not a normal year for quarterbacks in the Big Ten, Chris. No. This is this is not a great list. And so, with that being said, I'm wondering if McCord by the end of the season can't be number one. He should be given given the weapons he has around him. He should be. I, I don't know how he's not. I mean, I, I mean, by the end of this season, if you have the best player in college football at one receiver. You've got a top five receiver at the other receiver. You've got all this talent uh, that can fill in, back up, play the slots. You've got, again, the best running back room, I think, top to bottom in the nation if they're healthy. If the offensive line is solid, this offense should be explosive. Yeah. Um, Hummus here. Welcome to the show. This first time made a, I've seen you make a comment on our show, my friend. Thanks for stopping in. I think Talia is the best returning quarterback, but whoever wins the Buckeye job, McCarthy or, or Aller, have the potential to be the best. Very honest, open comment there, actually adding some of those other names. I agree. Donald Hoffer II says the Illinois-Wisconsin game could be interesting for the West. It could. Here's the thing. I think Wisconsin's quarterback situation is light years better than what Illinois yeah. has at quarterback. But they have got good defense, good depth. How many guys did Illinois have in the first couple rounds? Like three or four players yeah. go in the first three rounds? It was really well, good draft had, for Illinois. Their corner went top, what, top, top five, I think. Yeah, he was he was like I think he, he was a, Detroit, right? I think he was a second or third Big Ten player off the off the um off the board there. Ouch, I need some happy thoughts. Can we count on Ryan Day to mold these young Buckeyes? Yes. Larry, good point. If you're going to give a young quarterback to a coach to mold, we have the perfect coach for that. There's two in the country. What one in the Midwest and the other's out in California. Those are yeah. two guys that you want developing quarterbacks. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ryan Day has taken under his wing um Dwayne Haskins mm -hmm. 
he was really the first one. Yes, he was he was the offensive coordinator when JT Barrett was here, but we were still running we were still running Urban mm-hmm. Meyer's offense. Okay, so we can't really count them to that. Dwayne Haskins was the first one he developed. I'd say that went pretty well, right? Justin Fields steps in two years. I'd say that went pretty well, right? C.J. Stroud steps in. You know, what's all three of these guys have in common? They're all first-round draft picks in the NFL. Yeah. All right? That track record is there. And so whoever he chooses, whether it be Brown or McCord, I'm leaning to McCord getting the first shot, whoever that guy is, that guy's going to be pretty good, Larry. You got to feel like that. I, I, I agree with you. So let's let's keep the optimism and the positivity flowing and and keep that going. All right, guys, thank you so much for that discussion. That was really good. Chris, thank you for uh, that research. We're going to switch gears here before we take our commercial break. We're going to do a late commercial. It's time to talk a little bit of recruiting. Want to talk some recruiting? Let's talk some recruiting. Everybody loves recruiting, right? That's the kind of the main thing. So I'm going to run through five recruits in the 2023 class. Excuse me. 2024 class. I'm still I'm the graduates of 2023. 2024 class. Five recruits who have not committed yet, who I believe Ohio State have on the top of their wish list. Okay. These are guys who, if they had a recruiting board, like the draft boards and in, in NFL rooms, these would be the top five guys right now that they are aiming for, that they are putting all of their recruiting attention into. These are um, big-time guys that we need to we need to get some of them. And I'm going to share with you why and what to look for based off of the tea leaves that we are reading. So, Chris, are we ready? Let's do it. Number five is defensive end Elias Rudolph. He's 6'4", 205 pounds from Deerfield Beach High School in Deerfield Beach, Florida. He is formerly from the state of Ohio. He just moved to Florida this past season. He's a Northeast kid. He had uh, He's ranked 222nd nationally. Uh, he was 15th. He's 15th at his position at defensive end. He's the 34th highest ranked recruit in the state of Florida. He was top 10 in the state of Ohio. There is one crystal ball for him, and that is for Ohio State, Chris. I would put our percentage of getting him at about 65% right now with room to grow. I think he's kind of taking his time in the recruiting process. I do believe Ohio State's in the lead, but I also believe he is acclimating himself to the state of Florida. Does he like it? Does he want to stay there for college or does he want to come back home and play for the Buckeyes? I think that's where we're at. I'm going to give it a 65%. Um, We need to kind of get in the flow of the defensive line recruiting uh, we're kind of late to the ball uh, ball game in that position group for this class. He would be a big get if we could nail him down. He does not have a date nailed down for an official visit yet to Ohio State, but he has been at Ohio State uh, before he moved to Florida. So we do have a leg up in that area. Chris, do you have any thoughts on Rudolph before we go to number four? Well, I think it's important, like you said, to start getting that defensive end spot again. I mean, We've had such a great history at that spot. Um, I think it's important to get somebody like Rudolph because 
he has played in Northeast Ohio. So he knows what it's like to play in these elements. Yes. Uh, you know, and the fact that he's actually an Ohio kid who's living in Florida now puts my mind a little bit more at ease that if he does commit, he's probably not going to flip. Right. So typically right. you see Florida and you say, okay, well, he's going to commit, but he's going to flip. Yeah. Yeah. I, I that, feel a little bit better about him than I do most. Those Florida kids, after they commit, continue to love to be recruited. Yeah. Uh, number four is safety KJ Bolden from Georgia. He's 6'1", 185 pounds from Buford High School in Buford, Georgia. And if that school sounds familiar to you, it should because that's the same high school that one Harry Miller came from, Chris. Yeah. Uh, he is ranked 11th nationally overall. He's the top-ranked safety slash athlete in this class. He's the third-highest-ranked recruit from the state of Georgia. He has his official visit scheduled to Ohio State on June 16th and the top four schools currently according to 247 sports that are hot to trot on him are Ohio State, the home state Georgia Bulldogs, Clemson and Auburn. I'm going to give us a 25% chance we land him. Four schools there, no crystal balls in yet. This guy is phenomenal. If we can land him, he will help to win a national championship for you by year two or three because he is awesome. So driven defense. Yes. Those three words, that and the fact that if you can get him away from Georgia, that definitely takes the competition down a notch as well. That's the battle. But here's, here's the good news. The Ohio State Collective's are ramping up for this these boys okay Good. there's a there's a lot of buzz that ohio state's in the ballpark and can swing and hit some dingers when it comes to paying out some nil deals for these top guys and he's one of them who ryan day and jim knowles have had have on speed dial to bring him in for this class so we'll see if they can land that number three Let's go to the offensive line. They want one more tackle in this class, Chris, despite the fact that we have four offensive linemen already committed. Um, I think three of them from the state of Ohio, one from the state of Indiana. But this one is one of, if not the best offensive lineman in the class. His name is Brandon Baker. He's 6'5", 285 pounds. He plays at a pretty prolific high school, Matterday High School in Santa Ana, California. He's ranked 23rd nationally. He's the top-ranked offensive tackle in the nation, according to 247 Sports. He's the top-ranked recruit in the state of California. He officially has his visit scheduled for Ohio State on June 9th, and this sounds like this one's going to come down to Ohio State, Georgia, and the home state Trojans, USC. I give our percentage to get him 50%. He likes the Buckeyes. Well, let me tell you something, uh, Brandon. The Buckeyes love you, too, because we need some offensive line help. Uh, you, you know, we want to make sure that we can protect these great quarterbacks that we've been recruiting. I think it's important to get that O-line uh, and D-line solidified because that's where you win it is in the trenches. Um, I, it's great that we've gotten all these hometown kids and from Ohio. But, you know, number one tackle on the board, you got to go after this guy. You gotta land this guy. 
I, I can't help but feel, Chris, that seeing Paris Johnson Jr. go as the first offensive lineman off the board is going to help. That's going to yeah. help a little bit. Donald Hoffer makes a very good comment here. I think we need to take the brick-and-mortar approach with a serious focus on the O-line and defensive line. With Brian Hartline as the OC, the quality skill players will keep coming in. I agree. You win championships up front. Yep. That's where you win them, right there. Offensive line and defensive line. I think we've got the defensive line to win a national championship, Chris. I think it's there. Oh, it's there. Question is the offensive line. Let's see what happens there. Number two. Cornerback from the state of Ohio, Bryce West. He's 5'11", 177 pounds. He plays at uh, Glenville High School in Cleveland, Ohio. That's a pipeline for us. It has been. uh, He's ranked 175th nationally, 16th at his position. He's the fourth highest ranked recruit in the state of Ohio. There are currently seven crystal balls for him, all of which are pointed to Ohio State. Uh, Michigan was in on him early, Chris, and it looked like this was coming down to uh, the loserines and us, and it still looks like that's going to be the case. But I'm going to put uh, our percentage of nailing him down at 85%. I think Bryce West is going to be a Buckeye. I hope so. I love this kid's game. And let me tell you, you mentioned Glenville High School. You, you know, the tradition of guys that we've had coming out of there, the uh, – you know, Ted Ginn Jr., Troy Smith came out of there. Uh, I believe uh, Rubisky came out of there as well, didn't he, Brian Rubisky? Wasn't he out of there as well, I think? Mm, I'm not sure about that uh, one. I'm pretty sure, but you know what? Just the tremendous athletes we've had come out of there, you know, just they've done so much for us in the past, and I think that this is a must-get for so many reasons. One, again, I've watched the kid's video. I've seen him play. I love what he does on the field, but Eric – we cannot, cannot lose recruits to that state up north, especially when you're talking talking about top flight defensive recruits. Yes, um, I agree with you completely. Uh, did you mention Marshawn Lattimore? He's from Glenville no, Marshawn too. as well. Yeah, uh, he's from Glenville as well. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a huge pop li- a pipeline for us. We got to keep that baby open. We cannot let. Uh, Harbaugh put a tap in that pipeline and start sucking guys away from there. Um, we actually are on another recruit from the same class, a tight end, too. He's just not a part of my top five group here. Number one is Aaron Scott, cornerback, again, from the state of Ohio, six foot, 170 pounds from Springfield High School in Springfield, Ohio. He's ranked 35th nationally. He's the fourth highest ranked cornerback in the nation, and he's the number one recruit in the state of Ohio. There are three crystal balls for him. All of them are slightly pointed to Ohio State. Um, and we are in a hand-to-hand combat combat battle with, with the team up north for this guy. And, and he's taking phone calls from both. Actually, Bryce West and him both are. Um, these two guys, it is an absolute war right now recruiting uh, with Mich- with Michigan and these guys. Rumor is, is that we are calling them every day, and so are they. And do you think there's a tandem, Eric? No. Do you think the quarterbacks can go as a tandem? I hope they do and they come to us because yeah. we could use them both. Because these are these are probably two of the best cornerbacks that have come out of the state of Ohio in a while. Yeah. And if we can get them both, um, yeah. But there's a rumor floating around that when one of them commits, the other one's gonna commit to the other school. I don't I hope that's not true. But I've heard that rumor, and 
you know, it's kind of like, well, which one do you want? And I'm like, I want them both, right? <laughs> uh, I want them both. So I'm really surprised Wisconsin is in it on the Scott kid with Springfield because Luke Fickle did real well recruiting Springfield when uh, he was at Cincinnati. I think Wisconsin's a hard sell for an Ohio kid. It is, uh, especially if you're top flight, right? If you're cool. if you're a if you're a high four five star kid from the state of Ohio, Wisconsin's going to be a kind of hard hard sell. Um, for recruits, the brass ring is the NFL with the past several years drafts. That sure gives the Bucks a leg up. Absolutely, absolutely, Larry. But here's the thing: cornerback has not been that great for us in the last couple of years. Um, you have to go back to what Denzel Ward to really yeah. have a cornerback that's really succeeded in the NFL on a high level that came out of Ohio State. Um, I mean, yeah, we had um, uh, Okuda, Okuda, but he's he struggled. His name has kind of fallen off the radar in the NFL. Well, he got let. Apple. Hey, hey. <laughs> okay, now hold on. He's had a pretty long career in the NFL. Yeah, you, you know who else has had a pretty good career? Everybody he's faced on the opposite side. As a Bengals fan, I feel that, man. I felt that. <laughs> You Cleveland Brownies fan. Hey, we get to face each other in week one, I believe, if I saw the NFL schedule. That's right. correct. <laughs> That'll be a fun night. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. I hope you enjoyed that. We have got a hilarious video to share with you guys, and uh, you're going to love it. But let's take our quick commercial break. We come back. We're going to have uh, – we're going to react. We're going to react to um, – So much. There's, there's just a lot, there's just a lot going on there. I guess you could say, Chris. (laughs) All right. We'll just hang on tight, hang tight. 30 seconds. We'll be back. Everybody. The OHIO podcast is brought to you by mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360 degree high definition, mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. Everybody, hey, I want to also mention this real fast for all of you. You see those two beautiful faces looking at you right there. We currently have 200, and I I think we just looked before we started recording, 222 Uh, people who have subscribed to our YouTube channel. If you're watching on this on YouTube right now, do us a favor, give us a thumbs up, give it a like, and then subscribe to our channel. It really does help us out. Look up this video, watch it, like it, subscribe to the channel, make a comment in the comment section. And when we get to 250 subscribers, we're going to do a drawing and whoever has uh, made a comment in that uh, on this video, as long as they've liked the video and they have subscribed to the channel, you will automatically be in a drawing to win a free $25 Amazon gift card. It's that simple. That's all you got to do. Subscribe to the channel, like the video that you see right here, and then make a comment in that video and you can win a free gift card. It's our way of paying it forward and saying thank you for supporting us here at the ohio podcast so please make sure you guys do that we really do appreciate that all right chris so there is a youtube channel out there for notre dame fans i love the channel i'm not gonna lie because i love the guy who runs the channel john kennedy is the face and the voice of the always irish podcast um he goes from zero to 100 like that. 
And I'm going to share this video with all of you because it's about Ohio State. He gets fired up because we get we go on his show, us fans. I've I, I've done it myself, and we kind of poke the bear, <laughs> and and he he goes off. So I'm going to share this video with all of you, and then we're going to react to it. So here we go, Chris. Let's let's go ahead and share this with everybody. I'm mad about John Cooper. I'm mad about the bowl game. I'm mad about Smith's leg. I'm mad about all of it. Brady Quinn's sister. I'm mad about all of it. That stupid, that stupid buck nut idiot. I hate that buck nut idiot. Don't let that guy in Notre Dame Stadium. I'm serious. Don't let that buck nut idiot ruin our damn stadium. I'm not having a home game where NBC's zooming in on that idiot. Don't allow it. Don't do it. I'm dead serious. I'm going to lose my mind if they zoom in on that clown in my building. Oh, I don't care about John Cooper. I want to hear about Brady Quinn's sister, Eric. You know what set that all off? You? No, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. But what set that all off is Ohio State fans are buying the tickets from Notre Dame fans for that game. And he can't handle it. (laughs) He can't handle it. Oh, my gosh. Um, Chris, your reaction, my man. You know, I have never had the joy of watching this guy. I will say this. He's got some entertainment value. He's got a definite Stephen A. Smith quality about him. Uh, you know, he is just all over the place. But, man, what, why? Why? Why, why is he attacking Big Nut, man? What, what, what did Big Nut ever do to this guy? Yeah, right? I mean, we've had Big Nut on the show. Big Nut's a, a, just a hell of a nice guy. He's a good guy. He's going crazy because, you know, I think we ought to start a GoFundMe to get Big Nut 50-yard line seats in row one, Eric. I'm telling <laughs> you, because I want to see Big Nut at the 50-yard line of the Notre Dame game, and I want to see NBC pan down on him about every 30 seconds just to see this guy's reaction the next day. Because clearly, he doesn't want to see Big Nut, and he doesn't want to hear about John Cooper, and he Apparently he has some kind of hate for Brady Quinn's sister. I don't know. I don't know what she ever did wrong, you know. Married AJ Hawk and had his babies. <laughs> yeah. so, but wow, that entertaining. I, I will I'll give you that. He is entertaining, no doubt about it. Oh. Maybe, I don't know. This is just me. Maybe he's been getting in the sacrificial wine. Maybe he's <laughs> Maybe he's oh, been loading up on that Bailey's. I don't know, but he you know, is. He is having a, a good time. <laughs> he is a starch Catholic, my man. He is his show. He's good friends with the Rudigers. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so it, he's hilarious. It, I, I he just goes off, man. Uh, Donald Hoffer says, "Get that man a Snickers. He's hungry." <laughs> I've never wanted to go on and troll somebody else's show more than I do right now. Oh. He go, he goes on almost every day. Mark Swick says it's just too funny. Yeah, 
Gosh, that's that's so good. Oh, yeah, my wife's chimed in. She says, I agree with you, Chris. I told Eric that this that this weekend. Go fund me for Big Nut. So here's the thing. Those of you who don't know, John Paul Peters is the name of Big Nut. That's his that's that's who he really is. Dude works for Whirlpool. He is a factory, he works in a factory. He and his wife, the money that they would spend on entertainment and recreation and and um vacations. They spend that on getting tickets to every game for Ohio State. That's their passion. That's their love. And, you know, he's not, he's not a he's not given these tickets by Ohio State. He no. buys, he pays for them himself. And he's not allowed to retire until he stops going to games. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, he's uh he's gonna be uh, gonna be uh, working for a while, I guess. But we might have to go with a GoFundMe with the price of these tickets. Holy smokes. But can I play that one more time? Go ahead. It was I want to. I want to play it one more time. Let's. This is. I'm mad about John Cooper. I'm mad about the bowl game. I'm mad about Smith's leg. I'm mad about all of it. Brady Quinn's sister. I'm mad about all of it. That stupid. That stupid buck nut idiot. I hate that buck nut idiot. Don't let that guy in Notre Dame Stadium. I'm serious. Don't let that buck nut idiot ruin our damn stadium. I'm not having a home game where NBC zooming in on that idiot. Don't allow it. Don't do it. I'm dead serious. I'm going to lose my mind if they zoom in on that clown in my building. He's coming to your building. I'm letting you know right now, absolutely, John, he's going to be in your house and NBC is going to put their camera on him, whether things are going good for the Buckeyes or they're going bad for the Buckeyes, because you know why they want to trigger people just like you. That's ratings gold. My friend ratings gold Bucknut's going to be there with probably about 20,000 of his closest friends who are going to be going crazy on you again. By the way, he brings up John Cooper. I don't know if John Cooper had two better wins in, in his career than those two. No. no. <laughs> he took down Lou Holt. Took down Lou Holt. And uh, twice, Eddie George probably just scored another touchdown on Notre Dame, I think. Uh, man, those were good. Those were good days. As my, and I, I grew up. I was a kid during those games, man. Yeah. That was that was big time. And, and then... <laughs> He, br- he brings up Brady Quinn's sister who wore the half Notre Dame, half yeah. Ohio State jersey because she's, I got a root for my brother, but yet I'm dating A.J. Hawk, you know. And uh, I remember with A.J. about a blibber, uh, he, he almost sent him into oh, eternity. Yeah. He destroyed him. And they panned on her, and the concern on her face for her brother was, oh, my gosh, my boyfriend just killed him. <laughs> like, if I ever had the opportunity to ask Brady Quinn one question, it would be it would be about that play. Like, how did you feel the next morning? <laughs> yeah, like no. What what was going through your mind when the guy who your sister was dating just about decapitated you? That's yeah. what I would like to know. Oh my gosh, Larry Daniels says Big Nut is crashing the Irish Stadium like the Kool Aid Man. Oh, yes, man. yes. <laughs> There's a meme for you right there. Thank you, Larry. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. He's coming for you. He's coming into your stadium like the Kool-Aid man. You know, you're a pretty, you're a pretty savvy guy with the uh, the edits, Eric. You think we could maybe get 
an old Kool-Aid clip getting breaking through the wall of uh, the Golden Dome there. And uh, instead of saying, oh, yeah, he says, oh, age. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure we can make that happen. Yeah. Facebook user says the camera was on her almost the whole game. Yeah, it was. You're you're right. You're right. It's funny how when they find they find that person in the crowd, they keep going back, right? Uh it's unbelievable. I I love that clip. I had to share that with all of you. When I, I, I saw that this week. Game. What's that, Chris? The, I hope he's at the game and we can have NBC going back and forth between the two of them. Wouldn't it be great if they sat side by side? Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> it's going to be like when I, Sean and I sat side by side during the Michigan game this year up in Ann Arbor. Oh, my gosh. I hope I get to celebrate and just bask in his tears. I I, I, I will literally keep my cup right underneath his eyeballs when he so starts crying. Yeah, I will, I will drink those things up, man. Trust me. After the lot, what I've had to do the last two years to appease that man after losing to him back to back years, I'm going to drink up every one of those tears when we beat. You know him. what though? When we get it back this year, you can remind it. Hey, you had two years, we had two decades. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. We need to get back on track, right? No doubt. All right, guys, we have a couple minutes left before we uh, call it a night. I hope you enjoyed that. If any of you have a quick question, you want to ask us or a quick comment to make before we end the show by all means please put that in the comment section below again we will effort we will try our best to effort hopefully cross our fingers cornelius green will be with us as our special guest next week he was planning on being with us again tonight again but unfortunately he had surgery this week and he said he just didn't feel well enough to be on the show tonight i understand obviously um so we're going to try it again next week we are also efforting on bringing in some not only some more buckeyes to uh former buckeyes to talk to um but uh, maybe even some media members uh this year as well some media members and uh to talk about the teams they cover who we will be playing and so that'll be an interesting thing here's a question from mark swick who's going to be the kicker this year Hmm, let's see. It was the transfer from USC. USC. What was his name, Chris? Let me look it up real fast. Let me see if I can find it real quick. While you're looking that up, you know. Jaden Jaden Felding. Is it Felding or Fielding? F-I-E-L-D-I-N-G. Fielding. Jaden Fielding is his name. Yeah, we got to get that guy from the Notre Dame podcast there on the week before Notre Dame. Oh, he, I'm going, I, I will get him to come on this show. Even if I have to pay him with like an Amazon card or something, because his back and forth that we would have would be fantastic. Yeah. I would get that guy so fired up. He might, he like, he like might leave the show. I don't know. Like I, that'd be great. (laughs) That would be so good. It would be so good. Oh man. He has asked, like I've made comments before on his show and he's, he's posted them. So he's, he's willing to jostle with us. I know that much. He's willing to jostle with us. So by the way, uh, Mark, our punters, Jesse Marco as well, the Australian kicker, the, the punter from down under, right? And speaking of people from down under, Look who showed up, Matt Butcher, with a couple thumbs up tonight. Of course, Matt's running an awesome new show uh, himself on Facebook, and uh, where he goes and does like, almost like Sports Center. Uh, he does sports scores from the weekend and things. Um, 
from Australia, which is really neat. And uh, I'm actually starting to, Chris, I've started to watch Australian rules football a little bit. Um, kind of get into that a little bit. It's pretty neat. Uh, Mark says, better have EMTs ready if you have that guy on. <laughs> <laughs> Clear! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We, we have a tendency to get a little fired up from time to time too, Eric. Larry says, get your tetanus shot. That guy might bite. <laughs> <laughs> One more question to end our show here tonight. Frank uh, Taraka says, what's your way too early college football top five? Ooh. Oh, man. <sighs> Georgia won, probably. Yep. Uh, let's go with, oh, let's go with that team up North two. And the reason why is we got to beat them. I think we can, but we'll go with them too. Uh, let's put, uh, ourselves in at number three, OSU at number three. Um, after that, I was going to say, did you, you you know what? I, I actually have to agree, disagree with you there. Um, I think you've got one and two, right? I would almost I think we'll be better than Michigan in the end. But I might have us at four with uh USC at five and have Texas in at number three. Oh see, I had Texas, Texas four. Has, Texas has a really, really good roster good, down good there. Good roster. So I'm gonna go Ohio State three, Texas four. And I did you see CBS's top twenty five? No. They have they have Washington. Washington could be U- tough. Over USC, I don't know. Um, I don't know who number five is. I'm really going to have to look into that. But um, have you seen maybe Bama. Case? Maybe Bama based off roster. I know they don't have the quarterback. I know that's going to be an issue for them. Um, but they've ha- they got so many four and five have, stars on that have roster. Have you seen people putting Colorado in the top four? For what? Yeah. They lost There's like a, half their team. They're rebuilding. A couple polls come out that actually have Colorado in the top four. No, I way. don't get it. I don't know what these people are drinking, but Maybe clearly you, it's good. You could project them down the road based off recruiting down the road, but not immediately. No, no way. I, th- I think they're two, three years down the road. Yeah, I think they're legitimate top ten. But right now, that's I'm with ridiculous. You. I, I can't, you know, the Dion hype train is in full effect. Yeah, no kidding. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for all of you who stopped in. We really do appreciate it. Again, give us a, a thumbs up, a like. It really does help out. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. Make sure you watch that video, like it, and uh, subscribe to the channel and comment in the Amazon video so you too. Um... <laughs> Thanks, Larry. And that explains it all. Thank you, Larry. <laughs> Larry, Larry, exp- why are they number four? Right there. Larry Daniels told everybody. <laughs> Dude, you've been on fire tonight, Larry. Your comments, man. <laughs> Larry uh, Daniels wins fan of the day, Eric. That's all there is to it right he, there. <laughs> he, he won the internet. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, that's our show again. Please like, share, subscribe. It really does help the channel. We really do appreciate it. Remember, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH. Sing Carmen, Ohio with all your heart. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Till next time. OH. Ohio. Go Bucks.